Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction was from today's guest, from uh, Josh Forster from Fort Collins, Colorado. Josh Forster and I have trained in the same network for years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors in the American West. And this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know Josh and the area that he serves up there in Fort Collins. So, Josh, how are you today? I'm doing well, Dick. I'm doing well. Just enjoying a little bit of snow on the ground, early snow this year. Okay, early snow. Uh, your kids probably uh, have an, that probably has an effect on school. What's going on there? Yeah, they. Uh, I'm not sure how it really works since they're remote four days a week anyway. But they they got it canceled today, um, and they're they're just enjoying uh, enjoying the fresh snowfall. That's a really good point. You got a virtual snow day. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems to me it shouldn't affect things, but I guess it does somehow. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, well, let's yeah. just jump right in. Uh, yeah. How or why uh, did you get into real estate, and how did you get to this point? Uh, well, it started back in uh, 2000, actually 2004. I got licensed in 2005, but my wife and I uh, had been married uh, not quite a year prior, and we bought our first home and just really enjoyed the process. Um, yeah, and that was now, uh, so I decided to get my license, and that was 16 years ago. Time flies. So now we're uh, the Forrester Group is working in Northern Colorado. It's it's myself and uh, a couple of other people that uh, take care of all of our clients' needs. Excellent, excellent. I hear that uh, time and again from people that they got into real estate because uh, uh, because of the way that their first purchase went, whether it went well or not so well, uh, it intrigued them <laughs> and got them going. So that, that's interesting. I've heard both ways as well. It's like I enjoyed this, or I can do better than that. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. uh, before we go further, I've got a few few quick questions about you to kind of get yeah. acclimated here. What, what's your approach to the business, Josh? Uh, well, we work by, by referral, uh, which is, you know, basically word of mouth, but, but with more intentionality. So um, we like to, to say it's a win-win for ourselves and our clients. You know, we're not having to go out and do things that we don't uh, enjoy being done to us, like cold calling or door knocking or, you know, spending a bunch of time and energy and money on traditional advertising for our, our business. Of course, we advertise homes and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we just feel like if we take really good care of our clients, then uh, when they hear of somebody thinking of buying or selling, they'll, they'll recommend them to us. So uh, we know that doesn't happen unless people are really satisfied with uh or, or more than satisfied with, with our service. Absolutely. Working by referral uh, really makes you sit up straight and do a good job because that's where your business is coming from. Now, exactly. in that process, and as realtors, of mm -hmm. course, we wear so many different hats uh, during the process. What, what's your favorite hat to wear as a realtor? Oh, can I say all of them? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a... Uh, I'm They've a bit, uh, you know, I, I can tend to get, get bored if I do the same thing over and over. So, I mean, that's one of the things I really enjoy about real estate is that there are so many different hats and you're, you're constantly kind of jumping from one to the other. So it, it helps break up 
uh, break up the monotony. Um, but I do, I really enjoy the business aspects of it, you know, especially this time of year when in a normal year, anyway, things start to, to slow down. We'll see what happens in 2020. But, you know, when you look back on, on the year and you see what, what went well, what didn't go so well, you make your adjustments and, you know, a new plan for the next year and, um, and then attack that plan. So that's, that's really what I enjoy the most, I think. Very interesting. Good. A good planner. And uh, what do you do to help your clients feel comfortable during the process? You know, I've had a lot of people, this was never uh, uh, something I intentionally, you know, planned out. It just, I think, comes from my personality is that they, um, they said that I just stay so calm that uh, they feel like they should worry maybe, but I'm not worried. So it, it kind of puts them at ease. But I think part of that is just keeping humor uh, in everything because it's, you know, there are some stressful points to, to moving in, in real estate transactions, of course, but, um, you know, it should be a fun process, right? You're, you're trying to achieve some goals, whether that's, you know, <clears throat> moving up or downsizing or um, uh, whatever the case may be, but it's, it's, it's shopping for a house. It should be fun. It, it should be uh, interesting and you should enjoy the process. And stay calm because there's plenty of opportunity for drama while purchasing a house. So yeah, I, uh, I, I routinely tell my people, I said, you don't worry until I start worrying and I'm not worried yet. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll give you permission yeah. to worry. Right, well, so right. You're up in the Fort Collins area and I'm looking Correct. at my, my trusty map here. Can you hear my, mm -hmm. my map rustling? I hear uh, it getting unfolded, yep. It, it's one of my favorite sounds in the world is a map unfolding. <laughs> uh, you are closer to Cheyenne, Wyoming than you are to Denver, Colorado. So what's going on Barely. in Fort Collins? Yeah. What, what's, your, uh, what's your core area and well, such? Well, as you can see, yeah, Fort Collins is about 45 minutes to an hour uh, north of Denver, depending on where you're going, about 45 minutes south of Cheyenne, right along uh, Interstate 25, which which runs north and south along the foothills of the Rocky Mountains there. So um, northern Colorado, my market kind of encompasses, Fort Collins is, is the hub uh, for sure. That's the major economic driver in, you know, in northern Colorado and where most uh, most everything is centered um, that that the individual outlying areas don't have, but you know it's it's Fort Collins and Berthoud and Loveland and Wellington and Greeley and all those little towns that that surround us. But uh, yeah, we're we're on the plains, the very start of the plains where the plains meet the foothills. So we got um, you know a lot of a lot of interesting things going on, both economically, entertainment-wise, outdoor uh, outdoor entertainment. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great place to be. That's excellent. Uh, I like the idea when the plains meet the mountains. That's a beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful area up there going up the 25. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, so what's the area like in terms of the urban or suburban? I know that Fort Collins has just been in the news for, it seems like, 10 years about being such a, uh, a quick, uh, quick development going on up there. What, what's the vibe? So we, uh, you know, we're, we're a, a quote unquote small town. It's 175,000 people, but, um, you know, it seems big to me, but it feels, it's got a really small town feel. Um, we got a, 
historic old town district, um, you know, restaurants, bars, shopping, that kind of thing. But it, more or less, the town itself feels like more of a, a suburban setting, if you will, um, with an adventure flair to it. Um, we, uh, we got about 70,000 uh, housing units. And like I said, it's, it's everything from um, rolling, rolling plains as far as geography. And then we do, uh, the city does extend a little bit into the foothills um, with obviously housing beyond. But uh, yeah, demographically, we're, you know, we're about, average age is about 29 years old. Um, you do have Colorado State University here. So, um, you know, a, a common theme in Fort Collins is, and myself included, I, I moved to Fort Collins because I loved the area. Then I figured out what I was going to do for for a job. Uh, it seems like people come here for the lifestyle and then they try and, you know, figure out everything else after the fact. Um, but you got, you know, like I said, CSU and a lot of students come and then don't want to leave. So it, it keeps us young and, you know, vibrant, if you will. Um, definitely helps keep us, uh, keep us innovating um, with, with small businesses and think tanks that come out of the, the university. Um, so yeah, we got a lot, a lot of a lot of things going on for us, including a lot of breweries, uh, <laughs> microbreweries. <laughs> so, you, so with a college town comes a comes both a think tank and a brew pub uh, uh, culture. Oh. So that, that, that's a good well. Thing. You know, I I was curious about that because we have it seen, and I think they're popping up kind of everywhere. But it seems like we have more than the average town, and and um, the reason being is that the Poudre River, which run, runs through town, comes straight from you know, the Rocky mountains. And, uh, apparently it's, they don't need to filter it much cause it's so clean. And so it saves them a lot of cost, uh, just in the, the water filtration process, which is, and I'm sure that, you know, when you have a lot of, uh, college kids that want to, want to stay in town, uh, right. starting a micro microbrewery seems like a good idea. So <laughs> it's a great way, great place to start if nothing else. Right. Uh, so right. you you certainly get all four seasons, and you're kind of in, in one of the, getting into you're one correct. of those seasons, or you're in the middle of a fall season, of course. Tell us about the, yeah. the seasons and the extremes, and how that might affect uh, all the outdoor activities and all the different things to do. Yeah, it's it's a good mix. Fort Collins itself, uh, the winters are typically mild, although we can, I think, like a lot of areas, have extremes in in weather, but. Um, you know, our coldest average uh, high temperature in in the winter is 42, um, and then it can get into the like right now it's about eight degrees, but that's pretty weird uh, for us in October. Um, I've had winters here that uh, you know it seemed like we'd never dig out, but that's pretty rare. Um, last winter, for example, we had I think three or four snows on the on the front range here, and I think the the biggest amount we had was four inches, so pretty mild down here. The nice part about being nestled up against the Rockies, though, in about 30 minutes, you can you can drive to as much snow as you'd ever want. Um, yes. So that's that's kind of what our winters look like. Uh, you know, spring and, and fall are, of course, the transition seasons. Fall being my favorite with with football and colors and you know cooler temps and all that. Um, summer, um, I don't think we hit 100 degrees this year. We had uh, some 90s, uh, but typically, you know, we're we're in the upper 80s, which is really pleasant here. It's it's very dry. Um, it's a semi-arid. Uh, uh, technically, that's what what we're labeled as in the environmental world: a semi-arid climate. We get about 14 inches of precipitation a year. Um, so it's it's it, overall where we're at. It's pretty mild. 
Um, I'm from Wisconsin, so it seems very mild to me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so you're doing fine. No problem. Yeah, there. I'm upgrading for sure. Yeah. So uh, if somebody lives there and they say, okay, I want to take a day trip or I want to take a long long weekend away, uh, what's, what's a long weekend away um, you know, in the car from Fort Collins? You know, it kind of depends on what you're doing, but, uh, I mean, I, we routinely, uh, day trips would be up into southern Wyoming and some of the mountains there or up into the, the foothills around Red Feather Lakes or Steamboat can be done in a day, although it's a long day, more of a weekend trip. Uh, you know, one of the things I really like about Fort Collins is it's big enough to have everything you'd want to do on a daily basis, whether that's, you know, shopping or entertainment or whatever, but uh, we're a really quick trip down the interstate to Denver where you have, you know, all five major sports uh, teams, um, higher end shopping, theater, um, Denver International Airport. It's easy, easy hub to travel in and out of um, if you're, and, you know, it's, it's a super easy day trip um, for whatever you might want to do. Uh, some weekend trips, you know, we're, we're very easily, um, you know, reachable to everything in Summit County, which would be like your Breckenridge's, um, you know, Vales just up the road or Aspen, Steamboat, like I mentioned, um, un, untold amounts of camping and hiking and mountain biking, if that's your thing, horseback riding. Um, so, I mean, I really do feel like regardless of what you're into, we got a lot to offer. Very good. I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of, of being in those, some of those mountain towns. I'm not a skier, but it is absolutely gorgeous, and you can yeah. bike ride and and hike and and photograph your way all the way across the state. There, I seventy, I think, is is one of the yep. premier premier highways in the country. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's a gorgeous drive. Well, you mentioned, uh, I think you said you're. Did you say one hundred and seventy-five thousand in town? Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. And yep. it, it ha has been growing over the last uh, 10 years or so, I, I believe. And uh, it has. tell me a little bit about why people are, are relocating to the area. You mentioned some of the uh, more obvious ones, I think, with the college and things like that. But, but why are people relocating? It is really, I think, for quality of life. I think, um, you know, as, as one of the reasons for this podcast, people are tending to migrate, you know, inland from from the coasts, whether that be cost of living or, you know, political environment or, or whatever. Um, it, it, uh, it's more of an outdoor, it's a very outdoor um, minded town. Even, even if you're not talking about getting into the mountains, I think we, we've been one of those things that you have mentioned that we've been voted, you know, top of or, or top 10 anyway in the, in the United States is um, top 10 biking town. Um, we have huge bike lanes here. You'll see some, like today, there's there's snow on the ground, but you'll still still see guys on their bikes and you know panniers commuting to work. Um, right? A little bit extreme wow. for me, but uh, <laughs> you know. But we do have a, a huge diverse employment base as well between healthcare and the university and tech and um, small business startups. Uh, we've also been uh, you know voted one of the best places to retire. Um, one of the reasons because you know we do have an award winning. Uh, uh, medical care system. Um, it's it's really it's all over the place as far as reasons why why people are moving here. What, what's uh, what's some of the focus coming out of of the college there? Is is it uh, tech or is it medicine? What what's what are some of the things that the college is focusing on as a as an institution? 
What they're best known for is veterinary medicine. Um, it's one of the top vet schools in the country. They also have a huge business component <clears throat> to it. Um, and then, shoot, maybe, I don't know, I'm not super good with time frames, maybe 10 years ago, um, they had a lot of, of students, uh, especially graduate students, you know, doing theses, PhD work um, on, on these ideas that, that just kind of died after the final grade was given. And so they, they made an entire department to help take those ideas that, you know, students and professors alike were, were thinking up together and making them uh, transition to a, a marketable and saleable uh, whether that be technology or, or product or, or whatnot. So you have a lot of that coming out of, of, uh, of there as well, which is one of the reasons why it was is also coincidentally voted one of the best places to start a business. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. So with, yeah. with all of that, the mix of mm -hmm. new people and the mix of the population has got to be pretty good. You, you mentioned retirees. You've got the college uh, college environment, you've got a, a professional yep. environment with tech and medicine and such. Uh, talk mm -hmm. to that. Is is a pretty good mix? It is a good mix. Is, uh, you know, another thing, it seems like we're, we're kind of rounding out something for all age groups. Um, again, you know, it, it, it could sound like you're making some of this stuff up because we're on so many lists but uh, you can Google it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. also, we were also, you know, voted one of the best places to raise a family. And so, you know, you got, you know, start a business, you know, young guys, uh, girls coming out of college, you got uh, best places to raise a family, you know, kind of that middle age bracket, best places to retire, um, you know, for the folks that are perhaps getting up there a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, sometimes I get talking, I forget what the original question was, Dick. What, what, what well, did you just ask well, me? You no, know, you answered it beautifully. <laughs> okay, great. We're talking, talking about the mix of the people. Um, both oh, yeah. The existing population and, and the, uh, the new folks coming in. And it does sound like retirees. Is, of, of course, you've got freshmen coming into college each year. But if they're yeah. sticking, yeah. sticking around, then that, that keeps, uh, that's an element of the young folks. And that's very good. Always keep yeah. them vibrant. Yeah. Well, how, how is that growth working out? Um, is there, you know, some growing pains, regional services, keeping up infrastructure, things like that? They are, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it surprises me that for how reasonable our taxes are. And, you know, and, and you and I, uh, you had mentioned at the start, um, you know, we, we had met through the same uh, training and coaching company, business coaching company, marketing company. Um, and so we have, uh, you know, this, uh, the reason for your podcast is because you, you and I both have incredible networks all over the country and, you know, attend conferences and just, you know, do our own kind of mini mastermind meetings to, to get better at what we do. So I've, I've seen a lot of different areas of the country that have, um, quite frankly, astronomical taxes. And I, a lot of times I'm looking around and I don't see where those taxes are going. Um, if that makes sense. Um, yes. you know, our, our, uh, our property taxes, state sales tax, all very, and you know, local sales tax, all very reasonable. And, you know, the roads are great. The services are, are there. Um, it's, it's a pretty town. It's, it, there's, there's a, a very rare time when I, I'm driving around or doing something with the family that, that I say to myself, man, something needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something about that. Um, so they're, they're keeping up uh, really well um, and doing it, 
it seems to be you know fiscally responsibly so okay that's very good and you're you're uh, <laughs> you're in a rare spot because you're right there are so many places where you just don't see where your where your tax dollars are going um, no. and, and we I'd love to uh, get into that um, in just a moment uh, let's let's um, let's do an introduction to that in terms of cost of living okay. California's okay. cost of living can be pretty tough. Um, how right. does your cost of living compare to to other areas? You know, what's a gallon of gas, and what's a what's the cost of a night on the town? Yeah, gas is uh, it changes here is a little bit different because it changes if you're in the mountains or down here. <laughs> okay. Mountains have a little bit more of a premium, but it's still not too bad. I think uh, down here, the last I drove. Um, by the gas station on the corner, it was about two, two ten, two fifteen, somewhere in there. Sometimes, if you get up into the mountains, it'll get a little more expensive on you, two sixty, two seventy uh, for a gallon of gas. Um, but still, still pretty reasonable, um, you know. Anymore with with uh, the way those those prices have been going. Um, but yeah, like if my wife and I decided to go out for a nice steak dinner. Um, you know, if we add a glass of wine, an appetizer, maybe dessert, we're looking at, depending on the establishment, probably somewhere between eighty and a hundred bucks. Um, and that's 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 a really nice dinner. We could we could easily go out, you know, just for your your ordinary date night and and spend fifty bucks or so on a on a dinner. So all right, very reasonable. Um, yeah. In yeah, a beautiful, I think in so. a beautiful area with uh, with not a lot of congestion, and that well, that's just it. Sometimes we'll spend ten bucks and just go have a picnic in the foothills because that's yeah. that's a good a thing to do as any. So exactly, exactly. <clears throat> well, yep. well, your gallon of gas is anywhere from fifty cents to a dollar cheaper than it here, is here in Southern California. So, so rest assured, <laughs> you're doing just fine. I think the national average right. is around around two twenty. And we're I'd put us right in that national average area. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it. Well, we're we're at about three twenty. Yeah. So we uh, okay. we we spend a little bit more money on gas than most folks. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into the taxes a little bit. Uh, what about income taxes, okay. sales taxes, property taxes? Yeah. So here in Fort Collins, we got uh, uh, seven point five five percent sales tax. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that stacks up against a lot of other places, but, um, you know, it seems, uh, probably middle of the road, uh, yes. yeah, uh right. me. Yep. Our property taxes, uh, sometimes depends on how, how well you protest it during the, the odd numbered years. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how often they, they reevaluate here in Colorado on a County basis. But, okay. you know, you're looking at somewhere between a half a percent to, to three quarters percent. Um, my house is probably about sitting at about the, you know, five hundred and fifty thousand dollar give or take price point, and you know our taxes are thirty four hundred bucks um, a year okay. property taxes. So, right. and that's on a you know our median sales price you know in Fort Collins uh, right now is sitting at about four eighty five. Um, obviously, it's gone up quite a bit in the last uh, in the last few years, but you can still get into single family you know in the mid to upper three hundreds, and obviously, like anything, it it can it can reach the sky from there, but sure, um, sure. still fairly attainable for um, you know an average household you know median income in Fort Collins about eighty two thousand dollars. So, um, but it definitely you know Boulder just down the road is at nine eighty seven five hundred. So 
about half of them, which is nice. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. No kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so your your property tax rate, I think you said a half to three quarters percent. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and your assessments, uh, they they reassess the value every other year. Is is that right? Correct. Yep. And, so the odd numbered years they reassess, and then uh, you know I'm assuming like most places go through the protest phase if you want to do that. And they're actually you know they they're pretty reasonable um, about uh, adjusting values um, if you can if you can support your you know, with documentation, what you think the value should be. So, and, and they base that assessment on the market value, kind of, kind of doing, you know, taking a look at the activity around, and or is it a blanket? Exactly. Or? Yep. They go back five years, which anymore is is just a way too long a period to, to try yeah. to establish a fair market value. But that's what that's what they do. Okay. Um, yep, but it's based on fair market value. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, it's a little bit different than Southern California, but uh, it's very similar to... A lot of things areas. are, Dick. A lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, are. That's one thing I'm truly enjoying about this podcast. I am learning some of the details yeah. of other areas. Yeah. And uh, you are, you're very similar to a lot of different areas. Uh, they, they take a similar approach, but California just has to be different. <clears throat> um, so you talked about um, average home prices. Mm -hmm. uh, being in the in the high 400s, uh, what does that home look like? What what's what's involved with that house for 485 or five and a quarter, whatever? Yeah, um, yeah, right in that median range. You know, you'd be looking. You could go new construction or resale. We'd have both of those those products available. Um, you know, the average house in that price range is going to be um, you know three bedrooms in an office, four bedrooms, um, pretty nice and updated uh, master bath. Uh, fenced yard, two to three car garage. Um, you know, most lots in Fort Collins, they're they're sitting at maybe a fifth of an acre. Uh, you know, in that that eight, uh, call it eight to twelve thousand square foot um, lot. The newer stuff getting a little smaller, just with the city plan that puts more emphasis on public green space than private green space. Um, that's something that the voters have continually backed. Is uh, you know, more wilderness area, more trails, more, more parks. Um, and they've, they've passed mill levy after mill levy, um, you know, not to a exorbitant amount, but they definitely, the population base here definitely values their time outside. Um, you know, getting, they want to enjoy that 300 plus days of sunshine a year. You know, we're probably not as sunny as Southern California, but we're not far off. Right. So, right. So yeah. they've taken uh, specific measures to keep that open space available. Exactly. That's one of the big benefits of our state lottery system, too, is public open space. So, And uh, how about uh, gated communities, 55 plus? What's the mix of housing going in? Yeah, so we don't have a lot of gated communities here, actually. They're pretty rare. There's a few around, um, but uh, you know, by no means are they, are they common. Um, we do have some 55 plus, you know, patio homes or uh, more uh, retirement community kind of setups with, you know, pre-planned activities and whatnot, uh, and more of a, uh, apartment style um, um, kind of setups. And that's that was a product that we were lacking for a while. So we do have some new construction that's starting to address that. Um, so we get more and more, you know, concentrations of of senior communities and whatnot, which which seems to be um, you know, popular, um, for, for that age bracket. Um, 
Well, yeah, we got uh, you know a real mix of of condo, townhome, apartments, um, single family. Obviously, a lot of a lot of uh, acreages. Um, it's a it's a it's a very large equine community um, that's more concentrated on the north end of town. You know, with your small horse properties and whatnot. But you know, it leads right into uh, what I was saying before of CSU being a, a very large um, veterinary. Uh, uh, school, a lot of ag going on there. They have a, a you know, Foothills campus, they call it, that that is uh, dedicated to, to agriculture and, and equine sciences. So, <clears throat> you know, that's that's really interesting how, how that mix, you know, that a college town brings. You know, we often, you know, yeah. think about it in just in daily life that it's it brings a vibrancy but uh that's all the way that's gone all the way down to the real estate side where you've mm-hmm. you've got to have um less expensive housing for students and you've got to have less expensive mm-hmm. housing for young families but in this case your college is kind of supporting the idea of of ranches so you've got large acreage with with large animals and then you end up with everything in between. Um, so it's yeah. interesting how that has affected the real estate mix and how it supports the real estate mix. Yeah, well, and that's the one nice thing about Fort Collins is that it's kind of situated um, a little bit on its own and that there's, you know, there's lots of ranch land, there's lots of farmland, there's lots of space around it. You know, one of the reasons why Boulder is so expensive that I had mentioned is because they're landlocked between the foothills and a bunch of other cities. So Fort Collins doesn't have that issue. Uh, you, you basically, if you're going to build something new in Boulder, you almost have to scrape something else off. Um, okay. We're in Fort Collins. We have some. We have some room to expand. There's there's plenty of more farmers that would be willing to you know cash in on their on their farms and you know for a, for a, a, a development. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it helps keep the the median house price down too. So. Interesting. So is, is new construction meeting demand? Is, is it not having any issues with, with meeting demand? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> we're, we can't okay. build them fast enough. I think like most places in the country, we're still seeing the ramifications uh, from the recession on the new construction and inventory fronts. Uh, now we, you know, your, your listeners mainly being in, in California, um, you know, this will come as a shock to to them, I'm sure, but in the entire recession, which for us lasted from about 2008 to 2011, um, we lost, Fort Collins lost a total of 2.5% uh, value on its single-family homes. Wow. Um, so we, we weathered that storm far better than a vast majority of the country. Um, again, you know, mentioned the diverse employment base, but, but one thing that did kind of follow suit with the rest of the country was an almost standstill of new construction. And so that, of course, um, while it's not needed during, you know, economic recession times like that, it, uh, that pent up demand, I mean, you know, you and I, I think have had this conversation where just because somebody's out of a job or, you know, a bunch of people are living with mom and dad again, or, you know, whatever the case may have been to weather that storm doesn't mean that households weren't continuing to form. Um, and so when you come out of that, that recession, um, you know, just because you didn't need the housing, you know, in 2010 doesn't mean that there's not a huge pent up demand in 2012, 2013 and moving forward. And we're still trying to catch up with that. We're not as a nation building nearly fast enough to keep up with our housing demand. So no, that's exactly right. And, and Fort yeah. Collins is not immune to that. Okay. Nope. 
Nope. Can't build them uh, fast enough. Can't find the labor. All, all the reasons. We're still building a lot, but not enough. Well, you've got the land, uh, which a lot of people don't. But, uh, yeah, the materials yep. and the labor, okay, is, is affecting you yep. like it is so many different parts of the country. Yep. Uh, re- real quickly about rentals. Uh, are rentals yeah. fairly easy if somebody's going to come into town and, and want to rent for a few months before they buy? Yeah, we got a, a predominant amount of our rentals here. I think most like, you know, everywhere is, is an annual, you know, one year uh, lease at a time. But we have a growing segment of the market, I think, you know, with, with the advent of Airbnb, VRBO, those kind of places, you know, obviously have the nightly rentals, but you do have, you know, 30 day at a time um, or, you know, just month to month or three months at a time, six months at a time, um, which is a great way, you know, especially if you're, coming into an area unknown, um, it's hard to really get a feel on a weekend, right, for, you know, what you're into, where you might want to live. And so we do have those options uh, as well. So you can, you know, move to town in a very (laughs) non-committed way as far as your housing anyway, while you kind of see what area, you know, meets, meets what you're looking for. No, and that that's good advice. Just just come out for a long weekend, um, get to know the area, ask a lot of questions, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any any other advice for out of state buyers uh, coming your way? You know, I'd say just uh, come on out and and take a look. We'd we'd be more than happy to give you a tour of the area. You know, learn learn what you're into, make some recommendations on on how to have a, a fun long weekend and uh, just, you know, make up, uh, make up an opinion on your own and, and see if it's somewhere where you can see yourself planting some roots. Okay. Very good. You know, before we, uh, before we end today's uh, call, I wanted to bring up the fact that I, I missed one point in my introduction about Josh. He is an author. And I want you to take just two two seconds here, Josh. Tell us about your book, Discovering Why. What's that all about? It's a it's a great read, but let's hear it from you. Yeah, it's uh, it's called like you said, Discovering Why. And uh, my wife and I got involved um, with an organization here locally in Fort Collins called Life for the Innocent that works to combat uh, human trafficking, specifically. Uh, children uh, trafficking in, in mainly South Asia area of the world. And, and so we've had a huge passion for that um, and a purpose for, for helping, you know, see what we can do to, to rid the world of that problem. And it, it's driven a lot of what we do. It's, uh, it's helped, um, you know, our happiness level, our, our drive, um, just really spilled over to, to where we feel like we're, we're really living our best life uh, that we can. And, and just in talking with others, right? Because when you're passionate about something, you want to talk about it. And uh, in, in talking with others, we, we found that, you know, that's really, it's not a common thing for people to have that kind of, of, of purpose towards something. And um, I could just tell that, that uh, you know, if they didn't have that kind of thing, it was something that they wanted. And so I wrote the book to, to help other people go about uh, figuring out, okay, well, what what could a, a passion like that, a purpose like that, in my life look like? So that's what the book, what that's what the book tackles. Oh, very good, very good. I read it a few years back and uh, really truly enjoyed it. And it's always nice knowing the Thank author you, too. Uh, you yeah. can you can Google discovering why and you can find it on all the usual outlets. And it's Josh yep. Forster discovering why. 
Well, thank you Appreciate for that. all of that, Josh. Uh, all of it very well, well Thank you, Dick. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I just enjoy learning about uh, our network agents and more about the places that they represent. So thank you for joining us today. I do appreciate your time. And uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed you as well, Dick. Well, um, it's, it's a good world. It's a good network we're in, and it's good people in the network. And uh, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what keeps us going. As you said earlier, it's, it's a lot of fun to do business with each other. So I'm sure yeah. we will be talking again very soon, and I hope we can take the time to enjoy a meal together at our next big event. I think we're, get, we're gathering in Arizona in the spring. Uh, uh, all, the, all the good forces in the world um, uh, uh, giving us that opportunity and allowing us to do that, keep our fingers crossed. Uh, but in the meantime, wow. uh, best wishes, Josh, uh, for me to you and your family for an excellent rest of the year and, and an excellent holiday season, too. You as well, Dick. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You take care now, Josh. All right. You Bye -bye. too. Thanks. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Josh Forster from Fort Collins, Colorado, up there in the in uh, northern Colorado and of course you can tell he's an experienced professional and a gentleman and a, uh, just a fantastic family man and he is up there ready to help you land on both feet in a in a wonderful place to retire uh, greater Fort Collins and a wonderful place to raise a family and a wonderful place to start a business so it's got a lot of good things going for it up there if you would like me to introduce you to Josh feel free to contact me and I will be happy to hook you up uh, to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, California. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas that I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care now. Bye-bye.